being an artist, you accept that you might end up going back to school or you might be doing something else and just doing art on the side and just living that lifestyle for quite a long time before finding a solid career in it. But somebody had told me to check out Hanselman Pottery here in Corrales. And at the time, it just kind of worked out. They were looking for an additional potter. Now I'm just at this place where I'm just kind of blown away that I was able to find a career in the arts. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Jesse, a potter at Hanselman Pottery in New Mexico. Jesse's in studio, so you may be hearing some background noise, but Jesse, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. So Jesse, tell us more about what your interests were growing up. Were you always interested in ceramics? No, actually, I was not interested in ceramics at all. I was interested in art and kind of dabbled in a bunch of different art forms. I did music for a while and did a lot of 2D artwork, drawing, painting. I kind of avoided ceramics for a while. I don't really know why, but I remember in high school, I took a class and convinced the teacher to let me paint instead. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't until college that I really got into ceramics. As you pursue like a fine arts degree, you have to take all of these different art courses. And I just ended up having to take a ceramics class. And it took two semesters for me to really fall in love with it. So it's not something that really came all that natural to me. So it was acquired over time, huh? Yes, definitely. Is it exclusive now? Is that all you do? Or do you also produce and sell any other pieces of art? Yes and no. I mean, it's exclusively ceramics. But along the way, I found out that I could also bring my 2D experience into it. At Hanselman, we make these very utilitarian vessels and they've got a white glaze on them. But then on my own, I make my own pottery and then I'm able to hand paint on those as well. So I'm able to continue my painting with that. I see. That's great. Well, I don't mean to brag, Jesse, or steal your thunder, but I also took an art class when I was in high school. I did ceramics, and our teacher had a display case where he would put all the best projects. I didn't make it into the display case. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible at it. I have no artistic ability at all. So I'm always amazed at what you guys are able to accomplish and what you do, either whether it's 2D or ceramics or anything like that. You're, you're awesome. So. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> How did you go from college to becoming a potter at Hanselman's Pottery? In college, I took several ceramics courses. And then at that time, I had really decided it was what I wanted to do. I did an honors thesis for my BFA and took a number of different courses. And one of them was a... Japanese style of making ceramics and just got a really good experience doing that. And then once I graduated and received my BFA, I started looking for work, kind of not thinking that I would find something right away. I mean, being an artist, you accept that you might end up going back to school or you might be doing something else and just doing art on the side and just living that lifestyle for quite a long time before finding a solid career in it. 
But somebody had told me to check out Hanselman Pottery here in Corrales. And at the time, it just kind of worked out. They were looking for an additional potter. The head potter here, James West, he was producing all of these items by hand, all by himself. So they were looking for some help. And I came down and applied and made a few pots for the head potter and got the job. And I think that was about six months after I graduated college. In between, I was taking some courses at the community college and just kind of making some pieces out of my garage (laughs) and working at Flying Star and like just working in a restaurant until I could find something. But once I started here, I worked part-time for a while. And then eventually at that point, since the potter had help, we were able to grow a little bit. And then I was able to go full-time. And now I'm at a position where I'm managing the business So we've been able to grow from there. And now I'm just at this place where I'm just kind of blown away that I was able to find a career in the arts. (laughs) Yeah, that is really cool because you you always hear about the starving artist, right? Yes. But the arts are so important to our culture and everything that we do. And so for you to be able to find something and, and be able to do that, I think is just great. Yeah, that is very special. So it seems pretty unusual to find this kind of art being produced anymore, the hand-thrown pottery. Does this personal touch of producing that pottery impact your business? Is that a major selling point? Yes, definitely. A lot of ceramic companies similar to ours, they'll get to a point where they either remain pretty small and keep it local and aren't really able to scale. And then others will automate. So they'll start buying machines that produce the same piece over and over again, or they'll make molds. And that kind of contributes to adding volume, but not quality. And there are a lot of places that make really great high quality pieces with those methods of production. But keeping it handmade is a whole challenge in itself, but it also has so many benefits. So we do experience a lot more loss and we are doing things a very traditional way. It's not the most ideal. It's very labor intensive, but the overall product in the end is just, you can't compare it to anything else. We make everything with as much consistency as possible. It's still handmade and there are multiple people contributing to this line. But the great thing about making things by hand is every piece is still unique. And it also gives us a lot more flexibility as far as what we can create. If somebody comes to us with a specific piece in mind with specific dimensions, we don't have to create a whole new mold or adjust machinery. It's just whatever skills we have, resources we have to create that specific piece. So do you create just random pieces that people can come in and and purchase or do you do custom pieces or both? We've got our website and we've got a solid line. So on there, you can find dinnerware like place settings, plates, bowls, cups, mugs. And then we even do like bakeware and big crocks and things. And those are items that we have measurements for and certain specs that we follow. Our customers have very specific expectations for those items that are in our line. But we also do have some flexibility as far as custom work. So if somebody called us and asked us to make them a very specific serving piece that is, I don't know, say 16 inches wide by three inches tall, then that's something we could definitely do. Wow, that is cool. 
in addition to that, we understand there's something else unusual, kind of unusual about your company and that you basically run on an honor system. You put the, the products are out there, the pieces are out there, people grab what they want, throw some money in a box and walk out the door. Is that true? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is true. So primarily we make orders that come in on our website and we ship them all over the U.S., But here at our studio locally in Corrales, we've got our gallery and the gallery has operated on the honor system since the 70s. So back when the original Hanselman started the business, they set up a system where you could just come in and pick your pot and put your money in a box. It's a little bit more organized now. Our gallery is still open 24-7 and we've got this really nice checkout table with a lockbox on it just a sales form that you can fill out. So if you come in at midnight right before Christmas, then you can pick your pot and fill out the form. We can accept cash checks or even just credit card information. And then we check the box the next morning and run the cards. It it only works in Corrales, New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great system for a desperate husband who forgot a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I resonated with that. I caught that when you said that. It's all right to me. (laughs) Well, we're looking on your website and this looks like some pretty amazing pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that really does take years and years of training and education to get to the point where you can produce pottery with that much consistency because making pots on the wheel is a very, very challenging skill. And I learned that while I was pursuing Mm. it. I am somebody who can kind of pick things up pretty quickly, but this is not something that I picked up quickly at all. It took months just to figure out how to keep the clay on the wheel. Um, (laughs) It's very hard to find potters who are able to produce things by hand with consistency. Once you do begin here, it's, it's another just probably lifetime of training to continue that process. But once you get it down, it, it can really be a great way to, create a line of ceramics and create that sort of value. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. This is not a high school project. Let me just clarify. <laughs> this is nice stuff. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to bookmark this for Christmas. Like this is, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this episode so that I can surprise her. But <laughs> Yeah. So to the business side a little bit, what are some challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis as a business? One of the biggest challenges that we have is we don't really have a marketing budget. So a majority of our marketing or just telling people who we are is done very organically. We have a pretty good network of collaborators that we really love. So a lot of kind of getting this out there and talking about the value of it and who we are just involves our time. We do a lot on Instagram. We're getting to know how to use reels and making videos and all of these things. So I think I think the biggest challenge with a business like this is we're such a small team. So each one of us, not only is a potter, but we have so many other roles in this business. So we are making the pots and then we are firing the kilns. And then we are also the people responsible for packing and shipping our pots. But then we've also got to market ourselves. So we are managing our own brand and we're on social media constantly and we're creating our email campaigns and we're managing our website. 
But then we also have to order all of our supplies. We make our glazes in-house. So we've got to order all the raw materials for that and then follow a recipe. And then if there's something wrong with that recipe, then we have to do the work and research to change it. And that's its own chemical process. So there's just so many moving parts and there's four potters and <laughs> and one year, one manager. Exactly. Yes. There's four potters. There's three packers and three of those packers are three of the four potters. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the four of us managing every single aspect of this business. And then we're also trying to stay relevant in our community and have events and hopefully grow to the point where we're inviting people into our space and adding education into it. So yeah, I think just being such a small team and having so many roles and wearing so many hats is the biggest challenge. Cause once we focus really hard in one area and we're packing and shipping constantly, then the pots aren't getting made. And we also have to communicate to our customers that everything is made by hand from scratch. That takes us away from the additional time that it takes to make things by hand from scratch. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, we got to get the word out. That's for sure. Yeah. So there's always challenges, but there's fun parts as well. What are some of your favorite parts of, of running a small business? My obvious favorite part is getting to be an artist. I get to make things by hand and make a career out of it. But I think the thing that really surprised me that's my favorite part is the community that's been built around not just this art form, but this business specifically. The people that I work with are also very talented artists. And we've been on this journey together now for about five years, just kind of building and growing on this and trying to get it to a point where it reaches more people. But then people also understand the value of art. And then we've also met so many other great small business owners who not only have value to offer us, but have found value in what we're doing. Now we're getting a little bit more involved in our community and we're considering doing workshops. So I think the most fulfilling part and my favorite part of it is just all of the people that we've been able to connect with and how much value we've seen this art form bring to people's lives beyond just it being cool and artistic and fun to make. <laughs> we talk to a, a lot of people, obviously, and we ask that question. The majority of the time it comes back to a response similar to that is it's the relationship, it's the interaction with people, it's the connecting. It's really cool to hear that that's the same for you. I would imagine that it, when you're building something for someone, there's just maybe even more of a connection. Yeah. And the, the art form kind of extends beyond just the thing itself and also the process of creation. It's almost like there's three stages. There's the the process and everything that goes into making the piece. And then there's the piece itself. And then it continues as you use it at home. So our main line is a white speckled stoneware because it also highlights the food that people are making. It doesn't take away from the place that it has in the home. So the art just continues as people use it and they get to display an awesome recipe on it or a beautiful bouquet in a vase or we've got planters and dog bowls and things. So really this thing continues on its journey as people use it for years and years and years. That's, That's really, really, really neat. Thank you for articulating that and opening our eyes to that aspect. So 
Jesse, I've been talking about going and buying a Christmas gift, right? Are there any popular pieces that you would recommend that are your best sellers? Yes. So our thumb cup is definitely our most popular piece and bestseller. And it's probably also our most unique piece too. I think last year we made just under 6,000 of them. But our head potter, James, he calls them our cheeseburger. (laughs) There's a lot of other ceramic artists who make thumb cups. We didn't invent them, but they are our signature piece. They're pretty simple. I mean, they're just a 10 ounce cup with a thumb indent in them. And I think they're one of those things that are unusual enough that they kind of surprise you when you first see them. But then when you pick it up and you hold it, it's so comfortable and it just creates this whole new experience. That's the item I think that we make the most out. Are you going to be able to make them for Christmas? or We receive orders as they come. We put them on a production list and then we make them. But three of the potters and I are making a goal this year to have them in stock for Christmas. So we've been making a lot of thumb cups in hopes that we'll be able to have them in stock. But currently the way that it works is people place an order and then we just make it from scratch and we send it as soon as it's ready. Okay. Very cool. What's been one of the most memorable things for you about working at Hanselman Pottery? The craziest thing for me and like something very memorable is every person that's been hired after me is somebody that I went to college with. So our team here, we all kind of learned how to make ceramics together and year after year have slowly found our way back together. We got to a point where we were able to take on another potter and hire somebody. And I always thought of somebody that I went to school with and what they were working on and how I thought they could be an asset to the team. So as we were interviewing all of these other potters, who some of them had quite a bit of experience, worked in production facilities before, they just weren't quite a great fit for this team. But people that I had kind of learned with and went on my journey with becoming a ceramic artist, I thought that they would be a good asset. And they ended up coming in and interviewing and we worked with them to learn how to make these pieces. And now there's four of us and everyone has a big role in this team and has grown quite a bit. So I I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Very cool. That is really special. You guys should move to Park City. Do you guys know Park City? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be awesome. (laughs) Well, Jesse, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. It's been really neat to learn about. We'd like to end by asking our final question, which is, what keeps you going every day? I think the thing that keeps me going is just the potential of what this art form has and what this business has. Every single person here has big dreams for what we can accomplish here and how much more value we can bring to the art community and just our local community. And we have the privilege to be able to send this stuff all over the U.S. So I think just seeing this expand and bring people some sort of joy and like add any sort of value to their lives and all of that that this has to offer, that's that's what keeps me going. And yeah, just the potential to continue to build on the community that we're creating. I love it. That's, that's great. great. Thank you so much for being on today. We've really enjoyed your, hearing your story and we're excited about what you do and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com.